we got an email in from Steve, mm. which through a very convoluted uh, set of circumstances, I'm going to have dinner with him after this very recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. How about that? Yeah. Weird. Anyway, uh, it's just a coincidence. Steve wrote it. It's not a coincidence, is it? Because quite often you end up having meals with, with listeners. Yeah, but this is quite interesting. I'd, I'd, I'll save the story for another time. But the point is he sent, okay, he right. sent in something that I thought was quite good. Okay. Uh, it's a quote from someone called Sikissa, uh, and it goes like this. When women gossip, we get called bitchy. But when men do it, it's called a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am deeply offended. We are definitely not using that on the show. <laughs> uh, let's get on with the gossip. Welcome everybody to episode 253 of the Midface yes, Crisis podcast. Go. Good, good. My na- oh, look, oh, look. see, no. I can't do it if you're going to do that. That's ridiculous. You've just sabotaged No, it. there was hesitation. It's not just a minute. I'm allowed to pause. <laughs> okay, sorry, I thought it was. <laughs> episode 253 of the Midface Crisis podcast. My name's Nick Page. There, irritatingly, is Joe Davis. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, go on then. Carry on. Well, no, I just, I'm not going to carry on. Shall we see if there's any church notices? Yes, there's a Chris Scott event. Right. How are you, dear boy? <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Everything's going on. I just got the car back from the garage. I've got roofer up on the roof who can't quite fix the roof. And, and the plumber came today and looked at the radiators and said, well, it's a mystery. You know, and I like mystery. <laughs> yes. Mid-faith crisis is all about mystery. You've got to embrace mystery. <laughs> I don't mind embracing spiritual mystery. Embracing plumbing mystery is something I do not want to do. <laughs> it's not funny because your life is like a bottomless money pit at the moment. It's just awful. It's just like, oh, I can't believe how much everything how much everything costs and how long it's taking. Anyway, there we go. So that's me. But I think the actual toll is more like I, I, I've I, got all these things going on that I keep having to manage. You know, it's all in my head. Yeah, you wake sure. up and think, right, today I've got to do boom, 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 boom. And I've realised, actually, Joe, this is what normal people have. <laughs> just realised this is what people like doctors and, you know, yeah. people who do proper jobs, they have this. <laughs> yeah, they but, do. <laughs> but, but I'm a writer. And, you, <laughs> yeah, know, you don't have a proper job. Yeah. No, well, I like Terry Pratchett's sort of reason for becoming a writer because it was indoor work and required no heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. I'm just constitutionally unsuited for actual task management of any kind. It's awful. Really. Would you like me to do an appeal on your behalf to the listeners? Could you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Can you help a poor, sad old author today? <laughs> just £2 a month would enable him to get a little part of his plumbing fixed. How's that? <laughs> oh, a very little part of his plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Too I'm bad sorry. in mind. Anyway, thank you By the way, much. thank you to everyone who gives. Other than that, how are you? Oh, well, you know decorating, right? We do decorating. Yeah, I do know it. Here's a new one. Uh, we painted the dog. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. What colour is Bill now? Well, he he was white. We um, What happened was my... <laughs> 
my wife, bless her, lovely woman, but has a habit of not putting the top on paint pots very firmly Uh when she's used them. So it looked like it was going to rain. We were outside. It looked like it was going to rain. And so she said, we better get this stuff away. And so I picked up um, a pot of masonry paint and it slooshed out. Ah. Um, and and a lot of it slooshed onto our sort of terracotta mm-hmm. courtyard tiles, which is mm. quite annoying. And quite a lot slooshed on the dog. <laughs> oh, poor Bill. Who stood there not really realising what had happened. Um, okay. <laughs> so we had to get him... So to get him cleaned. And then I went to clean the courtyard. And that's when I discovered this. And here's a handy tip, a life hack, if you will. Yes, please. Love life hacks. Yeah. If you've got to clean paint off, uh, you know, a stone, terracotta stone tile Mm. floor, Mm. a pressure washer seems like a good idea. Yeah. Except that it then spreads the paint all (laughs) over the place. So... Oh no! <laughs> so all the black bits that we'd painted, we've now got to repaint because they've got speckled with white. Ah, oh, you're good at DIY, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm oh. thankful. I'm thankful for everything. Are you? No, but I'm trying to be. <laughs> it's a good effort. That is me. How are you? Oh, my life's incredible compared to yours. <laughs> you utter, utter. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> so, so we had uh, the gang or my family, as they're known, uh, up this weekend, and we decided to have a taco-themed weekend. So, I made the tacos on the Friday. Mike, my son, made the tacos on the Saturday. Absolutely amazing. So, really delicious. Love Mexican food so much, and. Uh, and we were going to have breakfast tacos on the Sunday before they left, but we were seduced by the very lovely muffins. And so we made breakfast muffins. So that was a, a truly, uh, a truly culinary, wonderful weekend. But here's the thing. Now, this I do want to talk to you about. I went to see the amazing John Bilbrough, Wilderthorne. And so picture, if you will, a sort of fairly dilapidated 18th century barn nestled at the foothills of the South Downs, really rural location, middle of the countryside. And uh, I go with Sophie, my daughter. We arrive and uh, and there's sort of a, the smell of delicious barbecue going on and all that sort of guy. We didn't eat, you'll be glad to hear, because we just had the aforementioned tacos. Um, and there's a little container there with drinks. And then uh, we've been told by John to ask for his, his wife, Rosalind, and so I, I say, Rosalind, is anyone called Rosalind here? She jumps up. Rosalind has listened to every episode of the podcast. Good Lord. And she was just delightful and so kind and so nice about it. And then she said, oh, and here's my father-in-law, Dave. Mm. It's Dave Bilbrough. It's Dave Bilbrough. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember Dave. Well, you must know Dave Bilbrough, who does yeah. a very successful podcast, I discovered. Or YouTube Does channel it? or something. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's right. I mean, he's a very popular man. I mean, it's not something mm. we would ever... Mm understand but for those who don't know on the podcast he he wrote (laughs) for those listeners who don't know success as well i do not know for those (laughs) listeners who don't know dave bilber wrote such classics as abba father yeah i am a new creation i mean there's there's a stack of them i mean back in the day we all sang them with gusto yeah anyway so anyway enough of that let's get back to the gig so also, I should mention about this 18th century barn. 
there's uh you can hear in the roof and you can see the box where they are barn owl chicks all night long so the barn owl chicks are kind of squawking and uh, john john or wilderthorn comes up and he says we're going to have a time of silence before we start and we sort of walk down to the barn and you follow the sound of the drum we had a time of silence you could hear tawny owls everywhere just cooing and everything Anyway, we go into the barn and here's the evening and it is very hard to describe. I don't know how you would describe his music. The instruments seem to be gongs, vocals and Apple Mac computers. And the sounds coming from them were ambient and all sorts going on. And he said, but the gig's going to last about an hour, hour and a quarter. And it's sort of, the only thing I can really describe is that it's sort of a crossover between singing in tongues and playing in tongues <laughs> there is this music in tongues. and it's yeah seriously it's like this sound nature fusion mm. anyway that's all i'm going to say if you think that sounds interesting go and check out wilderthorn on youtube but it was okay. amazing i had a lovely chance to speak to him afterwards he wrote and said some very kind things about the podcast as well so uh you know, he is one of our extremely talented, as I indeed imagine most of our listeners are. And he's well worth going and seeing, I think. So that was that. That was Saturday night. And then we came out at sort of 10.30 at night. No, I just, just finished with this. The stars were incredible. I've not seen so many stars for many, many years. It was just glorious. And you can come back in the room now. Well, that's... He was faking being asleep, listeners, because he's just rude and he thinks I talk too much. Well, that's all we have time for, I'm afraid now. So thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next week. It was amazing. I mean, I had a story about painting the dog and I got it over with fairly quickly. And that was exciting. Yes, that was a good that was a good anecdote. I'm just you know. I'm just telling you this is amazing. That's all. Well, I, I, I love your enthusiasm. Anyway. Oh, no, we to... should get home. No, but I oh, will. No. no, no, this is relevant. This isn't how are you. This is a relevant oh. thing. I'm interviewing some amazing women. I have, well, I've interviewed one amazing woman already because we're just about to listen to it. But I'm also going to interview someone, uh, a very dear friend, uh, uh, about the Enneagram. And then I'm interviewing someone who is not a dear friend. In fact, I don't know her at all. You know, we often get requests, don't we? Mm. For people, oh, why don't you have this person as a guest on the podcast? And mm. we roundly ignore every single one of them. Mm. Well, I was about to delete the email when I thought, oh, that book actually looks quite interesting. And so I had a little flick at it. And that looks great. And the author sounded really interesting. She's a Quaker. And so anyway, to mm. cut a long story short, I set up an interview. I'm going to be interviewing her next week. And that's going out, I think. Okay. Yeah. Although a bit weird to interview someone you don't know. That's like a proper interview job, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> and interview I friends. Know. I don't know what to say. I'll see how you were. And four hours later, we're, we're still going. Anyway. Sorry. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's a very extensive update. Thank you. Thank you very much. Indeed. I'm sitting quietly now. No, I, well, I, I welcome that, obviously, but uh, you don't have to. So listen, what we're going to do for this episode is we actually have got an interview with an amazing woman, we as, as Joe mentioned. So uh, this is an interview with our, our friend Lacey Finn Borgo. Yeah. And Joe, set this up for us then. What are we going to talk about? OK, so you and I, you know, our nerve on this podcast is we understand that it is 
you know, very masculine by virtue of the fact we're two men and we talk about the things that sort of interest us and everything. And we're very aware. And sometimes we get emails in, can you not have more women on? Or why don't you have a female host and all the rest of it? Um, and, um, you know, it always makes me defensive. But the point is this. We know that patriarchy has so strongly influenced our churchmanship and indeed our theology that I just really wanted to open that area up and explore it. What what even is patriarchy? Because some people might not even so a real kind of 101 guide to that. And also, what do we mean by the feminine divine? Can we legitimately as Bible believing Christians? Well, I haven't said that phrase for about 30 years. Uh, you know, can you address God as mother? Can you call God she? Um, can you even call God goddess? There's there's one that make people wince I suspect so um so I I went to a friend because that's the safe thing to do in these circumstances who has um talked about this and written about it a little bit and he's just uh, you know someone who I think has something to say and this is the conversation we had together so I'm so happy that back here on the Midfaith Crisis podcast is our lovely dear friend Lacey Fimborgo welcome back Lacey it's so good to be with you today. So I, good. It's lovely to have you back. And of course, we have had a holiday together since we last spoke on the podcast, haven't we? We did. We I did. mean, not, we not had... just you and I, just to be clear. Right, right. Others right. were involved. Yeah. <laughs> there were others. Others. Yeah. And we had we had the great we had the great um COVID holiday, really. So <laughs> that was, was fun. It was the COVID one. We all got COVID <laughs> together. Yeah, which is we a did. beautiful thing. But your I was. Your place was amazing. Um, huh. We saw snow. It wasn't. We we wore jumpers, but I can't help noticing you're not wearing a jumper now. It's, no, it's very very warm here. Okay. Very mm. warm here. Yes, definitely <laughs> not. I'm I'm um I'm shedding as many clothes as is appropriate to do so. A fair so. fair play. Now listen. Yeah. Um, so just describe where you are and where you live, and uh, yeah, ah. briefly because well. I live in Western Colorado. So I live on the Western slope of the Rocky Mountains and mm. I live quite rurally. So um, a lot of nature around and um, high desert. So sweeping views, stunning mm. views mm. and prickly pear cactus at the same time. Yeah, indeed. I remember being yeah. punctured by one with my own yeah. foot <laughs> walking on your land <laughs> that's right a gift really a gift yeah. well listen um welcome back thank you so much for doing mm. this shall i explain why you're here <laughs> yeah. hey if you can get to that the bottom of that question that would be great <laughs> well i blame i blame the woman to whom i'm married who oh. uh, years ago uh read a book by Sue Monk Kidd, Dance of the Distant Daughter. Mm. And it became a seminal book in her life. You know, there are just books that are really timely and important in your spiritual journey. And and for her, it was a catapult off on a spiritual journey in a, in a new and life-giving direction as she explored the feminine divine. And I know that you've started meeting with another friend of ours and you've been discussing that going back to that book and that now I'm going mm -hmm. through that book with Rachel as mm. well. And, I, and, and, and so we're going to have a conversation now, I hope about the feminine mm. divine. And we're just going to see how that goes. I think the other backdrop to this is, uh, you, you know, the podcast 
um, whether we like it or not, is two male friends of a similar kind of socioeconomic group mm. and demographic. And we're very conscious mm. of some of our biases. And I guess we're unconscious of others of them. But mm. both of us, um, you know, have the privilege of being married to fantastic women. We both have daughters who are really all over the sort of stuff that we are talking about today. But I suspect for many of us on the podcast, friends who've traveled with us, this may be one of the first times they've really started mm. to explore this mm. whole area, the, the influence of patriarchy, the, the sort of male nature of God. We've talked about it a bit on the podcast before, but yeah, we want to sure. delve deeper. And that's why you're here, Lacey, <laughs> to help us <laughs> delve deep. I'm not sure of a good starting place. I mean, the, the question I sort of put down here is, um, there was an archbishop recently who made the comment, Archbishop of York, that patriarchy has done some damage oh, to yeah. people's image of God. So why don't we start with with mm. that? What what mm. do what do we mean by patriarchy? How mm. how do you understand what that is? And then perhaps the supplementary question is, how has that influenced our faith? Mm -hmm. Well, patriarchy is a system, right? Mm. It, it is a a system that is um, from uh, from male for male, and um, and I think it's important maybe at the at the offset for us to talk about the difference between um, just maybe even just naming our terms kind of mm. um, uh, male and female, masculine and feminine. So male and female have to do with gender, masculine and feminine are kind of characteristics and we're, we're having a conversation. So there's anything mm. that we might say, people will get to enter into that conversation as well yeah, sure. <laughs> with themselves and their own listeners. So yeah. we're not definitively naming anything. Sure. Or, sure it, that's so pa you. patriarchy is a male system. And that system has been um, placing men at the highest point and the deciders of all the things associated with that system. Okay. And it helps the people to whom, who created it. And um, yeah, so it is a system for me. It, it helps me um, keep a soft, gentle edge to realize it's not a person it's a system yeah it's an unbalanced unhelpful system so broadly speaking a system designed by men that favors men correct yeah now if we were to layer on some religion on top of that <laughs> we could and i'm not saying we ever would we could end up with a very masculine god who favors men in such mm. a system, could we not? Mm. We, I put, hypo I put to hypothetically, you. Hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically, that hypothetically. could perhaps happen. Uh, maybe on some near planet, right? Near yeah. Us. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I could imagine that there would be religions where prayers are uttered every day and people, men yes. might thank God that they were not women, for example. No. And women uh. could perhaps be viewed as property in such right. systems. They could. They could. Their voices could be silenced. Their mm. ways could be deemed as uh, sinful. Mm. And I wonder if even 
women mm. could end up becoming complicit in such a system that they would Absolutely. actually they would actually find themselves i'm reminded of the you know the kind of suffragettes in our own company in our own country and uh you know the stories of men and yeah. women spitting at them as they yes. like you know wanting yes. rights for women what a terrible yes. idea rights for women yes. <laughs> i don't need any rights yeah. what are you talking about <clears throat> and, and it wasn't just men it was women so yes. so the system is so all pervasive yeah you know it seems to me it could become so powerful that it would even affect mm. the the minds of those they it oppresses mm. Mm. and it becomes you know for women it it can be the inability to see beyond the system that there might mm. be something more so this if this is the system full stop now i have to learn how to live mm. work mm. and survive in mm. this system mm -hmm. so i will adapt myself to this system its ways its way of thinking its way of being even the own shaming of myself Mm. so that i can survive and i might even flourish in this system mm. Mm. but it won't be a system that has my fingerprints on it sure. in any way wow and i imagine that were that system to start breaking down it would <laughs> be uncomfortable both for the men who support that system but also perhaps for some women in that in such a system as well mm. as suddenly mm. they embrace a whole new freedom and a whole new way of thinking right. which can be scary it can be quite frightening because mm. <clears throat> a couple of things i mean it's going to ring a lot of our um safety bells so mm. is there a system beyond this that can hold mm. um uh it, this sense of a scarcity of power we have this real fear mm. of scarcity of care or power that if someone else has power i won't have any so if this system were to mm. give agency and voice and shared power and different ways of being to someone who's not like mm. me what does that mean mm. sounds dangerous to me frankly yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Might okay. be like all hell broke loose. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, let, let's 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 move this. So, I mean, I figure we could just talk about patriarchy That's trials right. on it. That's right. Let's yeah. let's 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 move things along a bit. And listeners, mm -hmm. if you're listening, thinking we want more conversation on that, let us know. Joe at midfaithcrisis.org, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and I but, mean, we 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 we're certainly talking, you know. It's in an indirect kind of way, but that's you're exact. That's yeah. exactly what's yeah. happened for okay. sure. Okay. And one of the the consequences of that, if I could say, yeah. is that um, there's. In, I'm a spiritual director, so in the spiritual, there's a wonderful book. Let's see if I have it around here. Um, it's something like feminist spiritual direction, and there are a few articles in it about how if women um, do not see themselves. Um, reflected, so it's, it's a bit about those mirror neurons that we all have reflected in the divine, Yeah. Um, then our self-acceptance, um, how we see ourselves, tanks. Okay. Well, you're so leading us. the consequence. Us... Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's... It's dire. Okay. So you're leading us into this next question, which is, so what do we mean by the feminine divine? Yeah. 
what is that if someone has never heard what that is what mm. what would you say that is well i th- i think i think i can't give you a tidy definition just like i couldn't sure. give you a tidy definition about the masculine divine but mm. i would say that it is a dimension of the divine that ref, ref- that reflects well that we reflect women reflect the mm. femininity and um, those are terms like mother, God as mother, um, God as uh, create, uh, uh, she who creates. Um, uh, and there are passages in scripture, actually, that allude mm. to this. In the, uh, mm. um, and um, uh, we have a history, actually, that's um, the patriarchy has systematized it away from our conscious awareness. Mm. So I think that there's a lovely movement in the world right now, bringing what has always been there back into our conscious awareness. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it does seem, I mean, I, I can't imagine, I've taken it for granted all my life that God's a man because yeah. you know you, you know all the languages he this he that mm-hmm. he that we don't say she we don't say goddess that sounds very pagan to call god <laughs> goddess would just be wrong even uh-huh. though like in you know with my intellect i know god is spirit i know god is not a man and a woman but somehow embraces <laughs> but and i've done all that work and yet yes. still the default yes. position because yes. that's the language that's used in every hymn and used yeah. throughout and all the prayers and everything is he mm. this he that and of course when I raise these kind of issues the the voices I get is but the, Jesus didn't say when you pray say our mother he said our father and if it's good enough for Jesus it's good enough for me someone has actually said that to me <laughs> I I suspect more than once but uh, uh, how how do you respond to that how uh, how can we legitimately uh. take the Bible seriously. And mm. refer to God as mother, for example, mm. or she. Well, uh, well, I, can can we can we um, kind of embrace this idea that wisdom is paradox? So yes, I'm, mm. I'm not going to say that Jesus said um, didn't didn't say our Father, but mm. Jesus also called himself called himself a mother hen. Mm. He said, "Ah, I'm like a mother hen, along." Mm. to spread my wings over you mm. and protect you. Mm. Psalm 131, God is like a mother. And our Eastern Orthodox sisters and brothers believe that Jesus prayed all the Psalms, mm. that the Psalms were his prayer book. So mm. Jesus would have prayed Psalm 131, God is like a mother. Yeah. Um, Isaiah 49, you know, God calls Israel uh, her nursing child mm. you are my nursing child and i mean i i hate to pay attention to bodies um too much because we're deter we're distincting um male and masculine and female mm. and feminine but the last time i checked uh, men don't nurse mm. um so <laughs> just missing some apparatus there um so it, it's distinct distinct so i think the wisdom is in the paradox of mother and father. And mm. and yes, Jesus said, our father. He knew his audience. He was aware yeah. of the system that he was in himself. Yeah. Yes, and he was. He, 
Mm-hmm. And, and yet he, he says, you know, um, God is like a woman who has lost a coin mm. and will stop at nothing to find it. Yeah. So, so already I, we get this tremendous inclusion of Jesus. Yes. yes all I, the seeds are there of a, of a, of a more I, feminine yeah. side. Yeah, and we I think we get tricked we get tripped up in this like either or either God is mother or God is father. Well, mm. no, actually. Um the the kingdom, which I really like that language, mm. the kingdom is bigger than that. Mm. Um it is more complex than that. And there's a there's a biblical record for it. Maybe it's a queendom. It could be a queendom. I I, I, li- I like kin because Jesus calls us friends. Uh, kingdom. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I yeah, not king, kin. Not I get king. It. Thank kin. you. Okay, so I mean, can I ask you a question? What I mean, I don't know enough about your background, but I but I'll ask you this question. If you don't think it's relevant, you can you know think of friends. But what does it feel like to be a modern woman uh, in a church where God is male? What what I mean. Hmm. Yeah. And and what's it like to go through questioning that? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Good expression. UGH. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's just like a lot. Can I sigh or swear? Which one can we do? Oh, here? you can do that. Because <laughs> can can I? Bongos it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That would be like the rest of the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I let me, maybe I can just say a little bit. Um, I grew up in the I grew up in the Southern Baptist tradition, and mm-hmm. so, and I say that just to so that you can locate me in a place where women have no voice. Mm. Um, right. Okay. Okay. And um, I went to a Christian school even, um, and I used to write sermons on three by five index cards, you know, as fourth graders mm. do, mm. and um, because I fell in love with Jesus. And mm-hmm. I liked him. So I wrote yeah. sermons about him. Yeah. And um, uh, and it was in middle school when I realized that that was not a possibility. And so I sort of began to wake up to, oh, 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 the only person here in this particular system that is for me is Jesus. Mm. Interesting. And it sowed my first seeds of distrust. Mm-hmm. So you ask, what was it like for me? It was, it were, it's were my first seeds of distrust. Okay. So as because that, tell I, us what happened as the journey goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, first I thought, first I, first I acquiesced to the system. So um, actually within this system, if you want to ha- be a woman who has power and who can preach and who can lead, you go be a missionary. Okay, right. That's so I went and lived in Kazakhstan for a while. So I worked the system, stayed in the system and found the loophole for it. Okay. Um, and then and then the loophole just, it just wasn't working anymore. And I did notice um. And I also noticed how my use was only useful if I was useful to a man. Wow. I, I could I could go to seminary to look for a husband. All right, okay. <laughs> but I d I didn't I didn't want to marry a pastor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 
eventually I had to leave the system. Mm-hmm. And what did that look like? Yeah, it, it looked like church hopping for a really long time. Okay. Like a really, yeah. really long time. And vacillating in between um, uh, trying to find loopholes and work the system and leaving altogether. Mm. 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 Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What What do you think would happen if the church embraced a more feminine image of God? today mm. like if, I, if if we if we had a wish and we said right we want the church globally to embrace a, mm. a more balanced perspective of the divine mm-hmm. where you know a mm. pastor once asked me what do you want me to do call refer to god as she half the time and i said yeah yeah i think yeah. that would i think that would help actually why don't you try <laughs> that's a very that? good verse i don't think up. they did but i you know <laughs> yeah what what would you what would happen do you think for the for the good um well, I, I think it, if 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 this is a true statement that we become like the God that we worship, if that is a true mm. statement, mm. then if we and I'm talking male and female and mm. all in the spectrum of mm. gender identities, if we open that up as as scripture bears witness to. Yeah. It will bring balance and wholeness and flourishing to the body because it doesn't only help my, um, as a woman, my Mm. sense of self, it doesn't only help how I see myself and how I respond to God. It will also help my male brothers. It will help, Mm. um, you to be able to, um, reawaken and welcome that nurturing part of yourself. Um, The feminine is um, uh, part of the creative branch, um, the creative dimension of the Trinity. You know, uh, the word for spirit in Genesis is ruach, horribly pronounced by my West Texas accent. Hmm. Um, But what it's, it's feminine in its form. And so, I mean, we would be able, I, I wonder if we welcomed the feminine, acknowledged, named, responded to the feminine dimension of God, if it might open to us more imaginative possibilities to solve the world's most pressing problems. This is interesting because we, we talk about Mother Nature and don't give it a second thought. And I think my journey has exactly. been taking me closer to finding God in nature. And it, it, and you do wonder, am, am I am I getting in touch with something that is far more feminine mm. on that journey? Aren't I you? mean, there's a phrase called toxic masculinity. I'm sure you have it in the States. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I wonder... I wonder how much toxic masculinity the church has embraced and that we have embraced this sort of very powerful God is mighty. We love songs about God's might. We love Mm. songs about how powerful God is. We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't tend to focus on songs where God is gentle. We don't have as many songs about creator actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think we have as many as we used to in the hymn hymn books, actually. Mm -hmm. The old Mm -hmm. hymn books. Remember those? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we do you know we we have gone this I think I think modern worship has discovered God as a lover again, but very much a male lover. 
certainly right. the language is. So, right. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I wonder whether uh, part of the toxicity that we might we might release is a, is a spirituality that's far more earthy and connected mm. as mm. you know traditionally the feminine mm-hmm. qualities of nurture mm-hmm. and you mentioned the mm-hmm. nursing child you know tend to be associated with mm. and what the what mm. would that look like in the church mm. and wouldn't it be great mm. if we did have something to say about mm. climate change mm. Um, and can I also say the feminine pick the feminine picture of God also brings suffering. And I think mm-hmm. we are hell bent on running away from suffering okay. because women part part of the feminine wow. experience. And I'm, again, I'm going to get a little bit bodily here, but okay. like we have a menstruation cycle that's painful right. and we give birth or right. have the can choose to or bodies yeah. are made to do this. And it is painful. Yeah. There's a ripping, a rending. Yeah. And and so when we embrace the feminine, we also embrace suffering. Like I am in labor, God mm. says. I'm in travail for you, mm. for this new thing to be born. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. I, I, I feel like I've got nothing to say compared to everything <laughs> that you've got. So please keep going. This is so... <laughs> This is so important to hear. And I think you're you're helping us to, mm. I mean, um, mm. connect. Like when when we also pushed away the earth in mm. in terms of consume, conquer, and commodify. Yeah. That we that was this it's the similar movement of pushing away the feminine. Interesting. So when we push the earth away, and I think there's a bit, can we just name some of the fears of the fear? Mm. Some fears are, um, you know, uh, <laughs> the world is often afraid of, of women's wildness. Mm. I mean, in terms of systems, mm. we can be a little hard to predict. Mm-hmm. We're certainly Same hard all. to control. We're certainly <laughs> hard to control. Um, we are also there's we also are very afraid of women's anger. I mean, Hosea says mm. God is like a, a mother bear whose cubs have been mm. harmed. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I realize that the UK may not you you don't have bears. Do you? No. you don't have bears. No. You don't have bears. No. Oh, you do not want to piss off a mother bear. OK, noted. Like kiss your own <laughs> self goodbye. <laughs> but so the anger like of and so let's let's think about uh over in scripture over and over again it's um care for the widows care for the poor jesus calls us to it over mm. and over and over again well if god is like a mother bear yeah and the and and those on the margins of our of our mm. world refugees mm. yeah children are god's cubs Mm-hmm. need to take a breath friend yeah 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 thank you so i think yes That's... nurturing but we also want to notice that there's there's a yeah, fierceness there's, there's a fierceness and a feistiness to the feminine yeah. character yeah yeah, yeah. great yeah. That's so helpful. Which may, it may, it may, even telling you about it makes me jumpy. It, I mean, mm, I will yeah. acknowledge my own. Make, I'm like, makes oh. you jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, it is, it's for all of us, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We have been invited to fullness. Um, 
uh, Sarah Bessie has a book called Jesus Feminist. And it was Mm. the first one that sort of Mm. opened that was hopeful for me. And um, uh, she says, we can't afford to bench half our population. Mm. Mm. I think it's totally true. We can't do that. And I read this book and when it first came out, and I'd always tried to force the person to whom I'm married to be like the spiritual mm-hmm. leader of our home, because that's what I had read. That was the, that was the system that I had, the air I had been breathing and poor, this poor human. He <laughs> was like the, wonderful human. I uh, know. He was just like, Oh, you're killing me woman. <laughs> and I had read this book. Sarah Bessie's Jesus Feminist. And and I sat down, I can see us sitting together in the living room. And I said, I think I've been forcing you into a role that you don't want. And he was like, oh, thank God. I'm so <laughs> tired of this. <laughs> and it was, it was like this, it was yeah. like this bit of relief for both of us, you know, mm. to look at giftings rather yeah, than sure. placement because of gender. Yeah. And because of a patriarchal system yeah. that we had both been breathing and the air is, if that's I, the only air we have, it's killing us. I mean, I think as a man sort of deconstructing my faith and, you, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking about some of the mm. experiences I had in church and doing that, you know, there was a very natural fra- uh, phase of the mid faith crisis era where mm. anger is a feature and I'm very uncomfortable with anger. It's my personality. Mm. And I think as ch- churchly, we're very uncomfortable with anger. We do not know what to do with it. And anger is just bad. Let's just label anger bad. That's much simpler <laughs> to deal with, but you know, and it's for Rachel to tell her story, but my perception is that once you start to realize the invasive toxic nature of patriarchy on the church and how it has molded so much of our theology I, I think anger is a very natural response oh. for a woman. Let's just talk about the oh. feminine <laughs> to have. What would you like to say to our uh, listeners who are women? Yes, yeah, <laughs> let, Please yeah. address them directly. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say, my my friends, hmm. that anger is not your enemy. Hmm. Maybe I can quote Maya Angelou, who she hmm. says. Bitterness eats upon the host, but anger burns it all clean. Oh. Anger is not your enemy. Bitterness is. Okay. Thank you. And and um Richard Rohr, who we both really like, yeah. he has a um he has this, I, I heard it first from him, but I've read it in other places that within our patriarchal system that men we are that all all life is cruciformed so we have both Mm. you know this death and resurrection piece happening all the time that men are invited in the second half of life towards crucifixion Mm. lay it down lay it down lay it down Mm. and women because we're breathing this patriarchal air are invited in the second half of life to resurrection that's so important pick it up pick it up and in order to pick it up sometimes we got to burn it down first wow well i yeah i feel like you've just Mm -hmm. said something so important here (laughs) 
<laughs> we should probably pause soon because I don't want to yeah. lose that. That is extraordinary. What what would you like to see happen next in the church, in this uh, podcast? How, how uh, can we be advocates for uh, women? What, you know, what would you uh, like to see happen? Gosh, that's a, that's yeah, a no, large question. That's a biggie. I, I, I think the movement towards fullness, hmm. the movement towards fullness, you know, um, uh, in our world, we we are suffering all of us because mm. of the system of patriarchy. Mm. We have consumed and commodified ourselves to death. Mm. Mm. It is time for some balance. It mm. is past time for some balance. So what mm. would it look like for that balance to return? And I think we all have to start where we are right mm. here in my life, you know? Mm. So that means um i'm i'm creating a class right now with our friend trevor on listening mm. for renovari okay. and um i'm making sure that um three quarters of the the reading that we do comes from women wow. so right. that that's my little bit of faithfulness um my faithfulness is also to speak up when i feel like i need to okay and let uh, me go ahead Sorry, I was just going to launch one more question. If 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 yeah. we've got listeners who wanted to delve a bit deeper, um, are there any resources, books that you would recommend as go to? Oh, that's it. Well, yeah. um, um, the Dissident Daughter, um, by oh. Sue Monk Kid. That's a yeah. that's a great book. Um, mm. Jesus Feminist by Sarah Bessie. Yeah. Um, is a good one. And okay. So, you know, I can't help myself with children's um, literature and, you know, I, no, of course. I accompany children. This is a book I bought a case of when it came out. It, I, oh, it, wow. And you can take a picture. It's called Mother God. Um, and the, the it's a children's picture book. It's absolutely gorgeous. The lyrics are incredible. Okay. at the lyrics the words are incredible okay. and the illustrations are beautiful and um i sent this out to a few of my directees who were kind of, this mm. is was there in their place of movement in their life mm. and just invited them to sit with the images and sit with some of the words and who's and that book by it it is by um teresa kim pachowski and koa lee thank you Okay. And um, another is, this is a little tiny thing. Um, if if you are feeling, dear listener, like, okay, I want to move in this direction, but I'm highly anxious about this. Hmm. Um, begin, begin by talk by by naming God as mothering father. So you get to keep father, <laughs> which is your home place, and now add yeah. mothering. And just see, or maybe even ask, God, can you show me how are you mothering? How are you mother? And then open your eyes and mm. see what you see. Mm. True transformation begins small. That's and it over time will open us up to greater wonder, more life. I mean, by in, by welcoming the feminine, the feminine dimension of who God is, could it help you be more nurturing? Could it help mm. you process some of the pain in your life? Mm. Um, for me, like Father God, because I have a deep mother wound, is actually mm. more comfortable. 
Mm. But what's helped me process pain is Mother God. Wow. Listen, I want to talk to you forever. You know that. <laughs> Do. <laughs> but but yeah. is it have is there anything else you would like to say? Is there anything I haven't asked which I should have asked, mm. or anything else on this <clears throat> area that you just want mm. to say before we go? Um I don't think there's any information per se, but just to say that our mothering father has longed every one of us into being. And this divine parent will not abandon us, even in systems of toxicity. And so that's a good place to rest. Thank you so much, Lacey, as ever. It is such a joy uh, to speak with you. And I hope we'll meet in person again someday soon. Oh, me too. Me too. (laughs) Bless you. Thanks so much, Lacey. So that was Joe interviewing uh, Lacey. And I, I thought it was an amazingly interesting oh, uh, interview. Very, very powerful. Very profound. Yeah. Um, there's so much to to sort of pick up on. Although it almost feels presumptuous. Yeah. Sort of picking up on it. You, yeah, it you does. think like you should yeah. just sort of accept it, really. Yeah. <laughs> just dwell with it. Just a couple of highlights for me that I really liked. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea of the kingdom. Yes. Rather than the kingdom. That was good. Oh, wow. That's a great thing. Yeah, I misheard it at first. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? The kingdom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like that. Um, And I, I I did like the whole sort of mothering father bit because yeah. I think that is a wonderful way of of bringing the, the two aspects t- together, really. Yeah. And then the other bit that really struck me was this, the, uh, the idea of, um, you know, anger not being the enemy but bitterness being the enemy. And I think that's a really powerful thing it's very yeah. interesting wasn't it and what about that whole second stage of life business for men mm. contrasted with the second stage of life stuff for women men to embrace the cross women to embrace resurrection i mean that's that's powerful stuff isn't it that's yeah. really really interesting there's so much there and we won't it wouldn't do it justice in any way to just talk quickly so we'll come back next week but i'd love to hear what listeners are, are thinking and feeling about that interview and whether there's anything that really spoke to them or resonated with them in that or horrified them even i mean you know bring it on yeah um that'd be great great to hear from you joe at midfaithcrisis.org for a change and we will put the links to the various books that you mentioned yeah. in the show notes uh and so you can uh, find out about those as well yeah so do come back next week we'll talk a bit about that interview we'll pick up on some more feedback and uh yeah we look forward to to hearing from you um thanks very much yeah bless you all see you soon be kind bye